We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is, this is, this is, this is. Heat, heat, beat, heat, beat, heat, beat. With Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have Heat Twitter President Alf. How are you, sir? What's up? We have co-founder and producer, Mr. Brian Goins. Hey, yo. We have uh, statistician and pun master, Mr. Nikaj Duncan. Good afternoon. And we have a guest today. We have Mr. Evan Cohn from ESPN 760. How are you, sir? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm doing great. Where and where can people find you other than your your national guy? I do both. So I'm on ESPN 106.3 in the afternoon um, from four until six in West Palm. We were 760 forever, and now 760 is Deportes in West Palm. So our company owns both those 760 and 106.3. And in the mornings, I'm on Sirius XM on Mad Dog Sports Radio, channel 82, between six and 10 a.m. Eastern time. So got both. Um, South Florida, New York, back and forth, but been kind of in South Florida since '03, and now pretty obsessed with the Heat. And like many of you guys, just want to stick middle fingers up at the world and anybody that takes shots at the Heat. <laughs> yes, <so. laughs> we have found our soulmate. <laughs> and I get to, you know what? The best part for me is like I get to do it with South Florida sports fans every day. But I'm also really annoying on the national level too. So like on Sirius XM, when people want to talk about like the Warriors or the Cavs, screw that. I'm talking about a Carl White, and people get so annoyed. <laughs> You're me. our great. hero. Yes. <laughs> You're my <laughs> hero. Are you kidding me? Like, this is what I love to do. I want to do hardcore heat talk 24-7, but when you're 11 and 30, it's hard to do that. But now we can do that. Evan, you're a cult hero now. You're doing this nationally talking about oh, Carl White. Not even – see, Levitar doesn't have the guts. You do. <laughs> 
No, hey, Levitard's Levitard. Levitard's Levitard. I'm just me. I'm just like, you know, trying to be Levitard, I guess. That has no Levitard, you have he saved it for that local hour. He won't go national with Okara Ocar- White Talk. No guts, see, man. See, but I think that's – see, to me, with the way that we do it in the morning on Sirius is like, you know, we don't – we have given so much freedom by Sirius XM, which is great. So my whole thing is let me become annoying to the audience, and then it becomes more memorable. So when I'm name-dropping a Carl White and Rodney Magruder and people are like, <laughs> who the hell is this guy or are these guys, it almost becomes somewhat memorable. So it's kind of fun at times. They sound like made-up names. Like honestly, <laughs> if you're not watching, if you're not watching the Heat, Ocaro White and Rodney Magruder sound like made-up names in like a two K. Two K. If, if you were to list the all-time made-up name lineup for the Heat, like who's on that? Yakuba Diawara's got to be on that oh, list. Oh, for right? sure, yes. for sure, yeah. Um, so I, he I plays three or four now. Ocaro White's at the four. We have to move probably Magruder down to the two in that spot. Yeah. Um. Stefan Jankovic. Oh, that's a good. No, nah, but he, he doesn't count. Stank count. Sioux Fall Lifer. Don't be knocking that. <laughs> Where's Keith Benson at? Is he on this podcast? Oh, that's a guess. Keith Benson is excellent. By the way, the, I'm not kidding. The, I hate the Cavs, obviously, but they should sign him. They got to stop with these name guys. That's the guy they should go get to be their they backup. Big, but anyway, guys. they need made up yeah. name guys. I think, I think, Bim- I think Bimbo Coles, obviously, but I mean, like, everybody knows who that is now, right? Yeah, so. Bimbo. Wayne, Maybe Wayne Simeon on the team. Somewhere. Oh, Wayne Simeon, Excellent. yeah. Excellent. I feel like Wayne Simeon is just made up in general. Like, I feel like that, that actually didn't happen. Well, Alf, I, well, Alf didn't still... know who Okara White was, and there wasn't even a picture yeah. on NBA.com when the season started. By the way, can I throw something at you guys? I know, like, I'm technically the guest, but I'm fascinated oh, by your opinions on things. Can we go Carl White as a poor man's maybe one day could be James Posey in that when James Posey got to the heat, I thought he was going to be more of the defending the two slash three when secretly he was better guarding the fours, like when he guarded Dirk in the finals. Could a Carl White kind of be that guy? Huh? I was thinking he kind of reminded me more of a like Chris Bosh light, but with like a three point no. shot earlier. He's a horrific offensive player, though. <laughs> oh, but hold on. That's why I said Chris Bosh light. Like, on yeah, but like, you're like, no, because you're, we're, you're, you're talking very light. That's like O'Doul's Chris Like, Bosch. like very light. Like, O'Doul's. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, he not an alcoholic. Like... That's Zima Chris Bosh. Um, no, like. <laughs> what? <laughs> Zima Chris Bosh. It's, it's Publix brand Chris Bosh. Is that, that was not even awful. Publix Listen, brand. I, I want to recuse myself from this conversation because my we're contribution t- was awful. We're talking Albertson's brand Chris Bosh. Like, <laughs> So who else? We need a point guard on that all-made-up name team. So Bimbo Coles. Keon Billings. Shabazz Napier. Oh, that's a good one. That's a curse word. Don't even bring that up. (laughs) Danny Granger. Oh, wait. How about Blake Ahern? Does he get in the mix? He can get in there. Stefan Lasby. Anthony Carter sounds like a really generic-ass made-up name. Well, James Johnson does, too. He's the key to three championships. Anthony Carter is the key to three championships. Without him, none of it happens. Why do we not just put Rafer on the team? (laughs) I'll see my low. I like that. Rafer disappeared. Oh, wait. What about? Ball game over. Smush. Smush. Michael Oh, Oh, that's right. He did play here. Yeah. That was a culture fit. (laughs) <laughs> Ricky Davis. Oh, Ricky God. Davis. Is a good one. 
Dude, I convinced myself that Ricky Davis was a really good signing. Like, I was like, oh, wow, the Heat really upgraded over a championship team when they brought in Ricky Davis. But, we alas. Danny Ricky Davis in the form of Deion Waiters it just worked this time? It worked so far. I'm still not sold. I might be the last holdout from Waiters Island, but I'm Ow. just not sold. Ow. Dude, he's he's Ow. been bad for the last three and a half quarters. Ow. Nakayas, you're the stat guy, right or Ow. wrong. Has has Dion been bad for the last for three and a half? Out of the, not, I'm sorry, three and a half out of the last four games. Uh, yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's true. Last sure. night he was averaging nine and a half points, like thirty three percent shooting. Hold on, but yeah, you're not being fair because a lot of that was layups that he's been making recently. Uh, and I didn't see anybody fighting over. Wait, wait, wait. How is that not fair? Isn't that what he is? The guy who misses. Around he, the rim, he fixed so wait, that. So, Alf, so he, he fixed be, that. So he be no, no. He became what he really is, and you're saying that's the outlier, not the 15 games of him somehow being uh, LeBron and Goron around the rim. No, the, the shooting. Uh, I but, figured but, but we're getting, back to but earth. Hold, if 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 he's okay, here's here's where I'm going to spin this on, and and I will knock Whiteside a little bit on this. If he does what he's supposed to do. Even with a miss, in theory, Whiteside's supposed to be there to clean up that mess, isn't he? <laughs> the Kobe assist. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he's getting to the basket, which, I mean, he gets to the basket insanely well. And if he gets to the basket on that miss, isn't that the put-back jam but, that we're supposed to see more of? But Evan, Evan, some of those misses are so wild. It's not, I mean, we're not talking about balls rolling off the rim. I mean, we're talking about balls being slammed off the backboard <laughs> and going out to the free throw line. It's not. And listen, listen, I like I don't want to. Alf, there wasn't a lot of that last night. I mean, a lot of them were, were finger roll layups that he would get to the rim. In the second turn. half, there were. I mean, he didn't score yeah. in the third quarter until like six or seven minutes into the third or take a was, shot in the third quarter. Like, there was no like he would get to the rim and there was no help. And he was just blowing layups that like anybody would make. Well, the Cavs defense is terrible. Yeah, and he was bad. He was bad in the second half. But his defense was very good, by the way. Dion's and that I mean that's something you can hang your hat on with with Dion, and it's consistent. His and the defense is there. His effort and his defense are there. And like Evan's saying, man, like a guy that can get to the rim with ease like that is valuable. It's super super valuable. But I think people are too high on Dion for his outlier performances, and then so we ignore when Dion turns into a pumpkin again. Like, he's, he is still Dion Waiters at the end of the day. And I hate doing this. Like, I feel like Lebertard. Like, I'm urinating on everything. Like, but it's, it is what it is when it comes to Dion, man. Like, I think people but, are Alf, I, think, I think the best argument for Dion is actually the games he didn't play. Because the majority of the 11 and 30, like, that bad streak happened when he wasn't there. So, I mean, his best argument may be his overall win. I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me, but, like, his win-loss in, in games he's played this year is probably second to a Carl White in terms of win percentage, isn't it? And, Evan, he wasn't right in a lot of the games because he when he, they started the season, he was nursing injuries. He was not himself, no. Um, but what I, mean, I, I And I, I think it's a much easier decision than, than people are making it out to be. Like, everybody's talking about it, and, like, we're, we've been talking about it, you know, in West Palm. Like, who do you sign between Waiters and Johnson? Like, you sign Johnson, and you let the market dictate itself for Waiters. Like, if the market comes back to you, great. If it doesn't, like, fine. Like, let, Absolutely. let Philadelphia give him crazy money, and then you, you move on to the next guy. But, like, he's James a, Johnson's the guy. He's a New York Knicks. in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. You think he's a Nick? Dion Waiters is a New York Knicks. He's a Laker, year. dude. He's a Laker. 
He's a Laker or Nick. He's he's going to be a dumb contract for somebody. And like I, I I agree with you, Evan. Like you just let you let the market dictate what you pay um, Dion. But a guy like James Jones, uh, James Johnson. I'm sorry, not James Jones, because we all know he's a bum who sits at the end of the bench. Um, uh, I, all but, all he does now is cart off injured people. No, and no. What he also does is sit on the bench and scowl. And like, I'm secretly more mad at him than I am at LeBron. By the way, <laughs> low, like low key. Yeah, yeah. Like, no reason to talk about it because, like, who would care? But I'm just saying, like, I don't agree with LeBron's decision, obviously, to go back, and I'm still bitter about it. And like, but okay, at least I could. I don't want to say I understand his reasoning. At least he has a reason. What the hell is James Jones's reason? Like, when he should be sitting there one day with Riley, and now he's not going to be. Like, I don't get that thought process. Just to tag on with LeBron for that long. So, like, yeah, I'm secretly under the radar, more mad at him than I am at LeBron. Evan, and understand this is a safe space. I did a whole podcast on how much I hate Patty Mills. So you don't worry, don't worry about the obscurity of your slander. Slander here remember is when, always remember when the heat. Remember when the heat under the radar kind of were talking to JJ Barea randomly? Yes. I don't know why Patty Mills, JJ Barea came to mind, but that, that's kind of an underrated part of the heat. But okay, go wait, go ahead with the Deion Waiters, James Johnson thing. So I'm, I'm curious to know your take on that. No, I, I agree with you. You let the market dictate what you pay Dion, and if it comes back that it's it's some out, uh, outrageous number that you're not comfortable with, you let him go. But a guy like James uh, James Johnson, man, I I really feel he is a kind of guy in Spo's system that's invaluable. Like he can guard every position on the floor, and we say one through five, but it's legitimate with him. He can move his feet and guard a. a um, uh, a guard, a guard, a guard, and he can he can guard small forwards, power forwards, and he can he can bang with centers. Like those guys are not easy to find. And when you have a guy as bought in as he has been this year, like you cannot underrate that. Like how much he's bought in and how much he said, "I want to be a part of this system and I'll do whatever it takes." That's invaluable. That's the kind of guy you keep around for the rest of his career. By the way, if I start losing weight, I'm just going to say it's because of heat culture. Because I saw the Vanny Navarro piece in the Miami Herald. Like, when he just, like, hey, I lost 37 pounds because of heat culture. Like, that's just my, my answer now for everything. But, I want to know that diet, team, man. What is that diet? Like The heat uh, culture diet? See, no, that like, they, be the they next put you thing. in a dungeon. Yeah, like, what, do they just starve you and just, like, make you run on a treadmill for hours? Like, what is that? Well, I mean, if you look at James Johnson last year with the Raptors, he was basketball fat. I'm not going to call him fat because, like, I think we'd all love to be basketball fat. But, like, he he was basketball fat. There's no question. I mean, Deion Waiters, same thing. It's amazing, all these guys. And I also want to see the before and after of Joe Johnson. I don't think I realized that Joe Johnson got so chiseled last year because I'm and still pissed about some of his bad misses against Toronto when everybody gives him so much credit for things. My God, he was terrible at times. So, how, did, so I mean, like, how did Dwayne Wade and Shaq stay fat here? No, Dwayne Wade got fat when he left here. No, but Dwayne, Wade, Dwayne Wade has been fat and then not fat. Like, he's so, been up and down. Look at what Sha- what happened to Shaq when he left here. Jesus Christ. Like, when he was on Boston, like, he looked like <laughs> a oh, super oh, wrestler. Yeah. Well, he, he, and by the way, that's why, that's why I'm secretly one of these people, and you guys are maybe, like, hang up on me immediately, that still think... Like mellow on the cheap in Miami because of that culture could make sense. I'm not kidding. I know that Evan, sounds ridiculous, Evan. But I'm yeah. I want that so bad. Oh God, no! Y'all gotta go. I want that so bad. I'm with Evan here. That's where I'm signing up for. I'm just saying because of everything we're talking about. Like, what does mellow physically look like? Where you get him for like you know Wayne Ellington next year? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I like Wayne Ellington, but you get what I'm saying. And like, I don't Deion know. Wait, this- sign and trade. 
I'm I'm half serious on that. I just believe so much in the heat culture that I just think that they just fix some of these guys. It's just kind of crazy the way they remember, go about. It. Remember, Eddie Curry was part of Heat culture at one point. It it doesn't He's work for everybody. Alf. Alf, he has a ring. Don't be not sure it does. Champion it, it Eddie Curry. It won't fit his fat finger, but he has as many rings as Steph Curry. Wow. But no, here's another thing. I was actually surprised at the deadline, and this may sound crazy too. That Golden State didn't offer Miami an arm and a leg for James Johnson. And the reason I say that is you find a guy who theoretically is available in the NBA who's more of the the Draymond Green safety net than James Johnson. Draymond gets tossed. Draymond, Draymond gets suspended. You can't find a guy to replace what Draymond does in Golden State. I'm not saying that James Johnson is Draymond. But in spurts, why couldn't he be that guy? Like, I thought legitimately Golden State was going to offer multiple future first-round picks for him because I think you put him on that team, they win the championship for sure. Oh, Listen, I'm all about calling James Johnson Draymond Green light, but I don't think Golden State – and we don't know that they didn't call and offer some second-round picks that Miami wasn't going to take. No, I'm saying he's worth a first-rounder for that team. I really can't believe that. The problem is what Golden State's first rounder is trash. Like that's well, a second round pick. Year, they don't have it this year anyway, but I'm saying, you know, future. But you get my point. Like that's how highly I think of James Johnson and why that argument I think is a non starter for me, James Johnson over Waiters. Like, I, I think, think Boston could have used him more because they could have played him at the five and maybe try to hide some of their uh deficiencies at that position and they could have offered uh something that the, he wanted. No, see Boston, no, Boston needs a legit rim protector, a legit five. Like, they don't need any more tweeners in Boston. Yeah, but, if, if, but clearly there was none on the market available for them or, or they didn't are we doing another? Are we doing another Why Boston Why do we keep podcast? doing Celtic shows? <laughs> How does this happen? We've done like eight. <laughs> because they're an enigma and nobody can figure out what the end game is for them. So, like, I think everybody's just going to talk about it in circles until somebody figures out what the hell they're doing. Alf just defends them. It doesn't make sense. No, I don't defend let me, them. Let me let me bring up another question that came up today on the on the West Palm Show on ESPN one hundred six three that I think is really interesting, or at least I thought it was. So, uh, Jeremy Marks Peltz, JMP, and I he's on the show with me. He's a huge Heat guy. Did pre and post for them forever on the radio. We were talking about if Wade was on this team, what the record would be, right? So my thought is, you guys tell me what you think. My thought is they have literally the exact same record, just getting there differently. They would never have gone 11 and 30 and they never would have won 13 in a row. Cause he wouldn't have played that many games in a row, but I feel like they still would have been 30 and 34 with Wade. I agree. I, I well, you know what? The funny thing is when you say that, remember what they were going to pay Dwayne. And when you pay Hi, Dwayne, Tyler Johnson, what, stop. That doesn't, that doesn't even make sense because we're talking about this year. So that's your take is still terrible. Um, but remember what they were going to pay Dwayne. Like, they don't, they can't afford even as much. They have a lot of a scrappy all the, guys. All the minimum guys, Alf? But no, not even minimum. You came, you can't, James Johnson is a minimum. Uh, no, he's not on a minimum. He's a, what, a $4 million deal? Four million. He was yeah, six. Derek Williams was four. Yeah, you can't afford no, no, no. James some Johnson, AJ, James Johnson, Derek four. Williams, four. No, James you, James Johnson is four. Derek Williams is five. Wayne Ellington is six. Oh, excuse Tyler me. Johnson you, is is six or five and a half or something like that on the on the first year. Obviously, you can't. Aff- but you can't afford any of these guys. And we've seen how important these role players are. And when because when you talk about bringing Dwayne in, he's playing the Dion role, and Dion's numbers are not that far off from what Dwayne is. Alf, listen to what you just said. 
Dwayne was would be playing the Dion role. That's where we're at now. Like I love it. I love it. <laughs> Well, the problem is Dion plays defense, so that's not accurate. Oh, I, I wow. disagree with you. <laughs> you what, how do you disagree with, like, who would be on this team if you're paying Dwayne Wade? No, 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 no. I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm disagreeing with Evan just because this team has been good because of offense, and it's been motion. It's not, they don't necessarily play fast. Huh? You're saying they'd be worse I, than 30 and 30. I think so. I think they'd be a little worse because of what Alf is saying and also because it's not that they're playing fast because they're still middle of the road in pace since January 15th. It's the motion offense that they're running, and I know the ball doesn't stick to Dion the way it does to Dwayne, and Dwayne handles oh, no, the ball I'm enjo- more. I'm enjoying this way more. I'm agreeing. I, I, under- I That part I agree with. I think none of us would know the roster composition because – I think the other thing we have to assume is veteran guys who may have gone to other teams for less would have then considered the heat a little bit more because they would have still thought that maybe they have a chance to win, oh, right? That they could be this year's Luau or Joe Johnson or whatever it may be. I think they'd be very similar, but I think that they'd play differently. I think they're a little worse than what they are now, but something similar. You know, the other thing that I think that Riley doesn't get enough credit for with this team this year is – like, we're all rightfully so giving him so much credit for who he got. But think about who he said goodbye to and where they're at now. Like, Wade is obviously not happy. Dang is having an awful season. Joe Johnson, like nobody knows, exists on the Jazz. Amari is, you know, making homophobic statements in Israel. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm not Where are they now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, seriously, think about that. Like, we forget about last year's team and how close they were. And that, like, some of the guys he voluntarily said goodbye to and how terrible they've been this year. Luau Ding is making, what, $16 million? 18. 18. Oh, four my times, God. Four times, 72, I believe. That's what he's he at here. They're, playing, they're paying Luau and Mozgov, like, what, $34 million between the two of them? Yeah. In L.A.? I understood why they wanted both of them, but not at the numbers. I mean, you know, Mozgov, they wanted to be Bogut. And Luau, they wanted to be Iguodala with you know their new version of the Warriors with Luke Walton there, but obviously that didn't work. Wait, I over the heat. I, I'm taking us in bad directions. You guys talk to me. <laughs> Let's talk about the heat. My God, this is why I love doing. Well, now this. you have me searching for Joe Johnson's salary, so that's where we are. <laughs> two times eleven. I think at two years, eleven million. Eleven million. Yeah. For over over two. Yeah. 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 And I don't think it's any option. I think it's a straight two times eleven. <laughs> no, all these guys have player options, which is the best. Because they're going to keep stealing that damn money because that's, that's how they roll. Dwayne might not. <laughs> no, there's no way Dwayne is turning he, down he $20 has million. To opt in. He has to opt in. I'll tell you why. Sedano and, George Sedano is one of my close friends, and he and I were talking about this today um, off the air. Randomly, we were talking about Wade. So my thought is on this. Wade opts in, okay? And I think what happens next year is they either trade him or he, he's a buyout. As crazy as that sounds, I think Wade could be a buyout candidate next year. Buyout candidate? No, there's no way they buy him out. Why would they buy him out? Assume they don't make the playoffs. He's on a one, he's then on a one-year, $23 million deal. He's not going to be happy. He'll get cranky. He'll be a buyout candidate. He'll still get – he'll probably get 2 to $3 million, like an unheard-of number on a buyout deal, to go to, like, the Clippers on a buyout deal next year. It's not well, crazy. Why would, you, why would Chicago want to buy him out? Because he'd opt in. Right, so assume he opts in. Assume that they're not good again. Assume that they trade Jimmy Butler either in yeah, the summer he, or next. Then he comes off the books. 
He still comes off the books. The, uh, the buyout. Saying, but you, you can, yeah, you but can, you they can out, save the money. Well, he's talking saying, about a buyout at, at a negotiated price. Oh, I or understand. He, the, but the thing is, what I think, uh, what I think would be more would be would would might what might happen is if he hit waivers. Ah, actually, you know what? Nobody would pick him up. They just oh, let him. No. They let him play waivers. Yeah, it would be lovely if Philly picked him up. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> just oh, they got they got they have to reach the salary floor. Yeah, they get to the cap floor. They need him. Well, need somebody. Yeah, they pick him up and wave him again. So then they just take the cap hit. <laughs> That would be the most Sixers thing in the world. No, did did you guys see somebody posted how sweet it would be if Chicago if uh Miami jumped Chicago, oh Chicago God, missed the playoffs, and Bosch and Wade are covering on are covering the heat on TNT for the playoffs. Like oh how amazing, amazing would that be? And I, I hate I hate that we're like I'm cool being team petty towards LeBron, obviously, or James Jones, as we've all discovered here. I, I'm not as cool being that way towards Wade and Bosch, except recently, I've gotten really annoyed with Bosch. Like, like there's no upside. Like, this is the thing that people don't understand, in my opinion. So, what's the upside? Like, with the Heat trying to get him off the books, like that's what people don't get. It, it doesn't do them any benefit. Having cap space in free agency this summer is not a good thing. It's it's not it's not like a year ago or two years ago. It would have been in their best interest either for him to play well enough for them to be really good, or for him to play well enough for them to be eh and trade him for pieces. Like there's no benefit. Like what is his thought process behind what they're trying to do to him? They're trying to save his life, and this doesn't actually help them from a team perspective. Nobody's presented an argument to me where having extra cap space this summer helps a team. I mean, unless you can get Blake Griffin, which I, I don't think that's going to happen. Go, he's going to be able to wow, make you, flip, you flip-flopped on that so hard. No, I th- – listen. You're, I, you've been the loudest on the Blake Griffin's going to leave their depends, It all depends on what happens in the playoffs. Like, if the Clippers get embarrassed again, man – and I, I've said this before on podcasts. Like, if they get embarrassed, I could see him looking around and looking at an aging Chris Paul – and you know DeAndre Jordan, who his best move is to is a putback dunk or an alley oop, and he's not really an offensive threat. I could see him looking around and saying, "Man," and then looking at Doc Rivers, who we all know is the most overrated coach in the NBA, and saying, "What the hell am I doing here? Like, I will never win anything here." And I'm not. It's not even like I'm at. I'm. A, I'm on the good LA franchise. Like, I'm on the bastard. Like, I'm on the bastard stepson LA franchise. Like, what? What is the appeal of the like? It's not I would the Lakers. Like to say that you come to Miami. I just it's it's like it's so illogical to think that free agents at this point will leave a specific team for another team that have any kind of ability to make that thirty million dollar DPA. He's DPA got that State Farm money, man. He's fine. He's well, they got all that. have money, but like I just I don't see. Like I actually still think their best option, as crazy as it sounds, to add another star by by free agency is Boogie. Because I don't think there's any guarantee that he's going to stay in New Orleans. So you waited out a year and a half. And Riley even said in that press conference he did after uh, the deadline, like he kind of hinted that he and Ellisberg have kind of looked at this and said that they they like they think that teams are going to continue to overpay this summer, and that it's the summer after that's the big summer. So like having the money now makes no sense from a Bosch perspective. I don't want Boogie. I'm I don't I might be I'm, the last I'm, guy. I'm, I don't. No, I'm with you, Alf. If they're if Hassan is in their future, I, I don't. 
I don't want that. Listen, even, even as much as Hassan drives me not, by the way, if Hassan's if, not in their future, that's for sure. If it, even as much as Hassan drives me crazy, if you're going to pay uh, a center twenty something million, I want that multiple effort, like on that Iman Shumpert play when he pinned it against the backboard and ricochets off, and then Kyrie Irving gets it and he slaps it out of Kyrie's hands. I'd rather not pay twenty million for any of that. I I, I think you give that give a fifth of that to Willie Reed and you'll be fine. But I, I, I love, and I, yeah, I, I, and, I was and I like two, you know, when I saw him play in the summer league in Orlando two summers ago, and then the Nets freaking took him away. I was, I was crushed, crushed. Yeah. Oh my God. I you know, what's sorry. funny, by the way, I went to Vegas for the summer league this year and I remember sitting there and I was watching, you know, Briante Weber and I was watching Magruder and all these guys. And then, you know, you fast forward to training camp, and I remember Tom D'Angelo of the Palm Beach Post was the first person that pointed this out. You remember how we were all sitting there like, oh, is it going to be Bronte? Is it going to be Bino? Who's going to get that final spot? And Tom D'Angelo put out there, like, I think it's going to be Magruder. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, how could it be Magruder? Could you imagine if they went with Bronte or Bino? Like, there's no chance they'd be this good. He Magruder's been so damn good for this team. Like, he could be rookie of the year. It's not even crazy to say, like, he's a top five rookie of the year candidate this year. And Evan, I, if you remember, it was the last two preseason games where it was his scoring that got him on the roster. Which he's now starting to come around with that too. No, but I mean, I mean like, the, the, the reason why the reason why he's getting minutes is is I mean now the now the shooting has come, but it was the defense, and right. that's been from day one. It's been his defense, but the reason why he made the roster was because of two scoring outbursts at the end of the at the end of the preseason. He's been such a find, and I never – I would have gone with Briante Weber. I'm telling you that guys on the trip – I think we all wanted to go with Briante. I still would go with Briante, and I love Rodney, but I – and maybe I'm – Right now with Briante Weber over Rodney? I feel like you get the same grittiness. You get – but you, you get you get better de- – I think you get better defense with Briante. I might be wrong. The shooting, no, the, the shooting is not a small thing right now. I know. And also, but the shooting they have man. a surplus. They have a surplus of small guards. They have a surplus of small guards. They need somebody at that position to defend wings. Like they, they, well, they don't have the anybody I to think, guard I bigger think, wings. I think the justice injury kind of made, basically um, validated the Magruder pickup because Magruder can defend bigger guys than Briante can. If you had justice there. I don't even see where Magruder would be getting as many minutes. If Justice and Josh Richardson were fully healthy, oh, I totally disagree. No, I, I totally think, disagree. I don't think Magruder gets as many minutes. No, oh, because what, Alf, what Alf is saying is correct. Yeah. if they were healthy, now it's validated by the fact no, that these guys I, I have don't not agree. Been healthy. I'm telling you, I'm telling you because my thought is Justice was trending towards going back to the four. So everybody wants to, and I love Justice, and I'm in the minority on that. But everybody wants to compare him to, could he be Kawhi, which is ridiculous? Could it be Paul George? Could it be, you know, one of those kinds of guys? To me, he's Anthony Mason. Like, people, people like, hear that and they're like, what? Anthony Mason was a lefty, great passer, big bruiser, couldn't really shoot, could defend with any position, and was kind of a point forward. He's Anthony Mason. I haven't heard anybody make that comparison, but that's where he was trending and Anthony Mason made it to an all-star team with the Heat and ultimately had to play four at like six, 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 seven. 
So I think that the Magruder argument, I get it initially, but I think that if Justice was healthy, McRoberts is out, obviously. They love James Johnson off the bench. I think Justice trends towards a four. Magruder slides in at the three. That's an amazing comparison, and I'm stealing that. Well, we said on the show, Iguodala. No, no, because Iguodala is more of a two to me than than a three. Or excuse me, than a four. He plays more four. Obviously, no, it would be a bigger a bigger Iguodala, but the skill set would have been similar. Ball handler, shaky shot in the beginning of his career, d- defense, ball handler, passer. Kind yeah, of and, and no, like, I, I like I yours better. I know that everybody wants to like crush justice because the shot and everything like that. Like. I know I'm going kind of like where everybody, you know, the cliche of like he's only 20, but like he really is only 20. Like, can we give the dude time? Like, I think yeah, there's no reason. Do you to believe, believe in the culture or don't you? You're on a pro justice okay. podcast. You're good. You're good here. You're in a safe place. Yeah. It's yeah, a very I pro mean, justice podcast. Wait, so let me just understand. So we're negative a little bit towards Dion, right? No. Just, just me. No. Just, okay, just, just Nikias, Wait, Nakaias, pipe up. Yeah, you're Nikias. a sad guy. Let's you can't ahead. like Dion. Uh, I'm lukewarm on Dion. Okay. That's, that's not a take. That's not a take. Have a take. <laughs> We're doing radio. Dion is the best heat shooting guard in the last 10 years. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Seems like a reasonable take. All right. There's your take. Yeah. But no, it really depends on which Dion you're getting. And that's kind of Chalmers as a shooting guard? You said what? Counting Chalmers as a shooting guard? No. A guard no. that shot, I think, is what you're A guard that shot a lot. <laughs> Too much. Do we think that they're going to make the playoffs? And if so, what seed? Well, I've been team playoffs, and I think they can legitimately get the – it's probably going to be an eight seed, but I think that they can get to six, but I just I, – too many things have to go right. I'm – and I know I'm supposed to be Mr. Guts. There's still a part of me that thinks they don't make it. Um, and it hurts me to even say that, but they're like one big injury away from a 10-game losing streak. Like I, I really feel that. I mean, I think if they, yeah, but one big injury, wait, one big injury gives him a roster exemption. So you still got another guy. I mean, remember? But I'm talking about a, I'm talking about an injury to Goron or Hassan, and they are. I mean, Hassan to me, they could survive. Goron, they could not. Or okay, so let's say an injury to Goron. I mean, we're looking at a ten game losing streak. We're talking about right out last night when I saw him go to the ground with the ankle. I thought, yeah, we're done. If if you lose Goron, you're done. There's no, there's no coming back. If anybody, if anybody loses a player like that, they're done. If Indiana loses Paul George, they're done. But that's what I'm saying. They are so they climbed back from such a depth that they don't have any leeway. They don't. They can't. Like if they go on a four game losing streak right now, do you know how it how it decimates their chances? But like that's what I'm, that that that's where I'm coming from. I'm not like listen. If they continue the trend, of course that you're looking at a sixth or a seventh seed. But what I'm what I'm saying is that their 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 position is so fragile right now that anything that sets them in the, in, in the wrong direction, like they can't survive a, a losing three out of five right now. They really can't. Alpha. But the if, point, the point's a good one though. If uh, Giancarlo, did you say that? I think it was if they lose, if any, yeah, like Gordon's the best player of the team. Of them, the Bucks, right, but also if, if he's their best player, which he is, any team that loses their best player is not going to be as good. But like Detroit loses Reggie Jackson. I mean, are they yeah, going he's to not their best player? But they're not Alpha. going. To, who, they, but, no, if they cannot. If they lose Reggie Jackson, they're not making the playoffs with I mean, the Bucks and the Heat behind. I don't know if they're spiring. Detroit, out of Detroit's been better. They've been better without Reggie Jackson at times, though. That is true, though. 
That is true. And I mean, so that's not a fair comparison because you're just talking about a point guard versus their best player. But so who? But who? But that's what I think with Detroit. Like, who could they lose? And it, it listen. If everything stays the same, and we're talking about just injuries here and there to guys I'm, like James, you're, and, you're saying the apocalypse has to happen. Like, of course, if the apocalypse happens, they're not making the playoffs. But well, what about this team this year doesn't tell you that the apocalypse is coming? Oh, because they've gone. <laughs> like, they're it's 19 coming, and they're 20 and four. Listen, I. In the I, last 24. Dude, who is the one who predicted at the, you, at actually, the you did. point of the season that they were going to win 13 out of 15? Now, did I predict a Golden State and Houston win? No. But I said I looked at the schedule and said they're going to win 13 out of 15. I am just scared shitless at this point. Ooh, you made it. <laughs> I did yes. it. I did it. I didn't curse. We did I'm this for scared. you, Geico. I, I'm just scared <laughs> at this point that, dude, I don't know how sustainable this is. And, like, the, the, thing, way- well, the thing that scares me the most about this, this may sound ridiculous, but I don't like that they're not playing great teams outside of this week. They're really good against the really good teams. They're terrible at times against the bad teams. Like, God that's what scares Magic. me. Goddamn Orlando Magic. Jesus. Oh, God, the worst. The Orlando, the Magic game. How about the Charlotte game, the home opener? Like, there were just sneaky games. How bad do you like, want to punch Evan Fournier in his face? Like, I want to punch I, him so I do hard. like I do like his Alfred hair game Payne. a little bit, though. Alfred Payton. Oh, Alfred Payton. That whole Ooh, the team. the weekend? Yeah, we the weekend. Honest, honestly, is it if they go five hundred the rest of the way? Do you think they make it? No. Really, you don't think that's enough? You have to be five hundred. You have to be one because game. I, there. I, I think. Games, I think they have fourteen left. Seven and seven, thirty-seven. Uh, I mean, Detroit, Chicago, sure. not playing well. Milwaukee. Chicago has a tough schedule, if I'm not mistaken. You'd have but, to but here's, but Milwaukee here's the, and here's Chicago. Where there's a, I, I desperately want them to make the playoffs. But I will say this, and I'm not oh, I'm not going to be okay with them in the lottery. It's just going to drive me crazy. At least the worst-case scenario is we saw so much promise. Yes. The world recognizes what we understand, how great Spo is. And the worst-case scenario is you somehow end up with this year's version of Quran and Justice, that like the dude who everybody wants top five slips to them and they develop into somebody. Like, like The, the worst-case scenario is not that bad if you look at this team as this franchise – as franchise as championship or bust, which is what I do now because I have so much respect for the organization. So, like, the worst case is not horrific. Like, last year was really frustrating because you looked at that team and you're like, okay, if Hassan and Bosch were somehow playing in that Raptors series late, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm not saying they're beating the Cavs, but man, would that have been fun. I mean, who knows what happened? Like, I, I, you know, and, and, I, and the other thing so about well. Spo. The other thing about Spo, by the way, that's so interesting to me. So on Sirius, you know, we have NBA radio and I go on a, a show there a lot. And they were asking me, a host by the name of Justin Termini, who's a great host. And he was asking me about, you know, Spolstra, this is the best coaching job he's ever done. And like, I get that everybody wants to go there. But can we acknowledge maybe for two seconds that Eric Spolstra got LeBron James to play in the way that LeBron James should play inside out. He got LeBron James to follow his system, to post up, to play near the basket, to not complain as much as he does now, to not have all these veiled shots, the subtweets and everything. Like, can we acknowledge for two seconds what Eric Spolstra was able to do that no other coach has ever or will ever Evan. be able to like do? I mean, with the, the, come on, my God. Evan, you're my hero. That's a feeling <laughs> that, no, I, I felt this way. And, 
what he did with that offense, like all those guard screens, those inverted horn sets that they used to run, nobody had ever done that to the extent that they did. They completely, they they perfected what D'Antoni wanted to do. Well, small ball, positionless, like, they did that. Chris Bosh played center. LeBron James played power forward. What do you think the Warriors is a product of? But, but see, I agree with you guys that, yes, those probably were his best. I mean, I don't know if best. I, I think those were great coaching jobs, what he did with those. No, those were his best. These were his um, highest ex- exceeding of expectations. But this year is the biggest. I feel that this is where you see Spoh's imprint more than you ever have before. I mean, I it's feel like this. to see it now. Yeah, but but I feel like this team is do, like all the things that Spoh's been talking about for years. When he's talking about push, push, and when he's not always talking about pace as far as how many shots you get up, but the ball movement, swinging the ball around, keep passing till you get your best shot. And I know a lot of that was happening with the big three, but it also, you know, these guys did freelance a lot more than this team is right now. This team understood, but Alf, Alf, LeBron James was on a team for four years where he wasn't in charge. Think about that for a second. Like, think about how ridiculous that sounds today. Like, you think Ty, Ty Lue used to hold his phones in the locker room before he named him coach. Like, come <laughs> on. Damon Jones is sitting there, who's clearly, no offense, but clearly not on that heat culture diet. Damon Jones <laughs> is sitting there behind the bench. Like, why? These, all of his guys are there. Like, he was not in charge in Miami. Eric Spolstra, empowered by Pat Riley, with Fisdale to his side was in charge. I'm not... Eric Spolstra should win Coach of the Year a thousand percent this year. But Eric Spolstra has been an elite-level Hall of Fame coach way longer than just this year. Oh, you're not going to get it. It's great that people recognize it now, but it's insulting that they didn't recognize it then. Yeah, you're not going to get an argument argument out of me there. But I, I still... I look at this year and I say, man, this is... This is... The only thing I see about this team that is not complete Eric Spolstra, is that I sometimes look at the way Hassan plays the pick and roll, and I know, and I well, I don't know, but I feel like Spolstra would much rather a Joel, Joel Anthony type that would just run out there like a crazy person with his hands, you know, waving all over the place, blowing every pick and roll up like they used to do. But, but that's the thing about Spo that's uh, so impressive to me. Like, he just adapts to what he has, right? Like, we, when we looked at the roster construction this summer, we said – wow, they're putting together a team for Spo. I mean, I think a lot of us looked at it and said, wow, they're getting young, they're getting, uh, they're getting athletic, they're getting guys who can play multiple positions. They're putting together Spo's team. But I, I still look said at it. Yeah. was like, we're doing it my way now. Yeah, but I still look at Hassan. Hassan is like the outlier to me sometimes, where I don't think Spo wants to play with a center that sags back on the pick and roll and and yeah he protects the rim but I feel like Spo always wants to be the aggressor in that situation in almost every situation because if you used to watch it Joel Anthony and Chris Bosh when they played the five on a pick and roll they were out at the freaking half court line with their with their hands waving like they were they were blowing everything up they they didn't want you to get into yeah, well, anything Hassan can't do that that's the reason a reason why he did that was because how they would play defense was they'd have a weak side guard or LeBron come yeah, help on the basket. But I think they don't I, have Dwayne is not Dwayne is not here anymore. And I, think it, not here I think it has more to do with the fact that Hassan can't do some of those things that Joel did. No, he can't. But also, Alf, they don't have if you beat the trap, 
they had an escape valve. They had a guy because Dwayne and LeBron absolutely were rim protectors in his defense. Yes, Dwayne that's would true. Be a, that's the reason why Dwayne has so many blocks is it's obviously ability, but it's also the system he was put in that they well, used him as a weak now, side block. I mean, horrific comparison by me, but that's also a little bit what they're trying to turn Gruder into. Like he has more shot alters and like tips and blocks than you would you would think from somebody at that position. I would think. And 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 they have guys like when Willie's out there. I believe, and I mean Nakias, I and I, some of you guys watch some of this stuff closer than I do, but I think Willie plays closer to a Joel and Chris Bosch type at the five. And they have those guys when they put him out there with James Johnson and Dion waiters, like those guys do protect the weak side kind of the same way that LeBron and, and, and Wade did. I, I don't know if it's, it's exactly the Ulster same way. did everything inverted those big three years. They'd use guards as bigs and bigs as guards to guys uh, on the Willie Reed thing. How do you feel about a Tristan Thompson comparison? Ooh, I actually like that a good bit. Because he reminds me a lot of him. Oh, yeah, he's definitely mobile like that. And like to Alf's point, he definitely plays on the perimeter more in pick and roll than Hassan does. But then again, just about everyone does. <laughs> I, I think that I think that Willie Reed is a little taller, a little thinner. I think he's got a better shot than Tristan Thompson. I think the pogo stick first first jump is the same. Is like when they're first jumping, like they just jump over people, and the second jump, same kind of thing. I think that's their where their energy similar. bounces off both of them. Yeah, I think Tristan Thompson's a significantly better rebounder, oh, no, though, no, especially on the offensive end. Oh, and he's a better player, but it, it's you know, Tristan Thompson light. There's a lot yeah, of use. light. <laughs> I'm gonna give myself for my awful boss take. I oh, god, that was so bad. Oh, Carl White. What, what, what would you you assume that Willie Reed's a one and done though? Uh, no, I think they keep him. Uh, how? I, I don't. I don't see how. I don't see him getting that much money. I think he becomes something that they can keep reasonably. I mean, mm. he's just he can be a starting five in this league, and what do starting fives in this league? Look what Mozgov got. Like a starting five in this league will get. You know, he he can get eight or nine million. I mean, I don't know if the Heat are going to pay him that. Don't I think the middle exception is going to be about eight this year. Don't the Heat have a team option with him? No player. No, option. That, 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 that's uh, I'm sorry. That's Wayne Ellington that they have the team option. Yeah. Do they? Do they have a player? Op- they have a team option with James Johnson, right? Or he has a player no. option. Player. Okay. The only one that has a. Team oh, yeah, option this wouldn't is- be a topic no. if we had t- if there was a team option. They obviously right. opted the four million. We just, we just, we, yeah, we wouldn't have spent. They have team options on all of the undrafted or second round guys as well as Ellington, and that's it. Yeah. So another so White. Um, Magruder, Richardson, and and um, Wayne, Wayne Ellington. That's it in terms of the team options, if I'm not mistaken. How about Luke Larry Bird Babbitt? Oh, you know. Straight up free agent, no option. The final year. Of oh, jeez, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> uh, how do Our they defense replace is gonna that? Now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see, I see a lot of people, you guys included, ripping on him, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. Here's what I'll tell you. We do it for fun. He's he's a little bit better at everything than we give him credit for. He's not good at anything outside of shooting. Although I think that Spo has kind of made him good now. I think Spo has basically said you're allowed to shoot. You're, that's the only thing you're supposed to do. And I feel like the range has been deeper and deeper, which has actually helped him. Like he's not afraid to shoot. His defense is not good, but it's not as bad as maybe we make it out to. Also, the other night, 
Did you notice on Saturday in the home game against the Cavs, he actually beat Darren Williams off the dribble? I did not see that. <laughs> he does this thing where he pump fakes, dribbles, and then stops like all the time. That's his move. Yeah, and he doesn't take the mid range. So like, I don't know what he's pump faking for. Guys, that could that could be Chris Bosh. Is there a player in the league that looks oh. less like a? Yeah, but Chris Bosh thinks that they don't want him because uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I triggered him. I thought we banned Chris Bosh. We banned Chris Bosh talk. No, like, but Alf brought it up. He's right. Like, like, no, they'd rather Luke Babbitt than Chris Bosh. Does that make sense? Alf, Sorry. We have not said the name Chris Bosh on this show in months. I just look at this team, and, I, and Leif brought it up earlier. I just look at this team and think Chris Bosh instead of Luke Babbitt. And Jesus, I just get so upset. It hurts. That's a three seed. <laughs> we haven't even. Because I've had an argument with, with JMP, Jeremy Rice Peltz, about this on our station. Um, because he thought he had a great first half of the season. I did not. I think he's been much better since the All-Star break. I'm Ooh, still, like, I love him some games. I don't love him other games. I'm a little nervous about two years from now when his contract really kicks in. Where are you guys on Tyler? Ooh, oh, Ty- oh, can I go oh, first? No. Oh, I go God. First? Oh, Evan. Why did you Evan. do this? Because I'm having oh. fun with this. This is no, this no, is no, like no. therapy. No, Evan. Got, Evan. Oh, you don't. I'm going to be breaking down NFL. They should have tried to dump him tomorrow. Come on, Evan. I should have told you this before you came on. Just oh, right, don't listen, trigger. They needed to get rid of Tyler this trade deadline. That is, they're going to be paying twenty million dollars for a backup, and who's just all right. I am not high on him at all. I think he's good. I think he helps. I think he has. He's value now. But I think when the third year kicks in, that is not value. And, by the way, they have him at value when it doesn't matter to have him at value. Because when you're really trying to contend in a year or two, that's when the contract kicks in. And when Bosch's contract comes off the books, you're going to be paying that money, a lot of it, to Tyler Johnson. So I'm not happy with that contract. Do we have a Funk Flex Foghorn in the mix? (laughs) Brian, listen... Brian does noises to bother me because I hate his sound. I I detest them. We, we need have, like an Oscar song so you can <laughs> like walk away. That's a good take, Evan. My take is good. They keep giving me crap about it. I they don't want to. Be... Thank you. Oh God, he's found Thank an ally. You. Yes, he's found an ally. Well, but but here's the thing: nobody's saying that he's not good. Yeah, that's it's, what I'm saying. It's can you afford him at twenty million to be what exactly? Like look at Alan Crabb and Evan Turner. That's what he becomes. Like they're good, but not at that number. Well, I don't think Evan Turner's good. And we okay. don't have much evidence about Alan Crabb. I mean Tyler's better than both now, and he's gotten better every year. Yeah, so what yeah. you're doing is you're projecting a six man of the year type of candidate in two or three years, which I you're think he's Jamal Crawford in two. Oh, years. don't disrespect Tyler, man. <laughs> don't, oh my don't God. Even be started on Jamal Evan and Humberto were on this. No, they're, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking in two or three years, six man of the year candidate guy coming off the bench, scoring 16, 17, 18 points for you. What, before, what do you think he's going to be? Dude, I don't what, know how what, he gets to that number, but okay. If he's doing so that, then I'm young? What is his average right now? I mean, isn't average like 14 or something now? Yeah, well, oh. you, you, you're acting like I'm out of control with this. I'm talking about two more points a game. 
<laughs> like, yeah, Tyler can get better. He's young. He's you wanted to pay Dwayne Wade that effing money. Like when yes, Dwayne, I did, when he I be, did, and I still would pay well, Dwayne the money over. He will Tyler. be on the court with crutches. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Tyler Johnson in two to three years is still going to be a very productive player. Hopefully, which if his if, if his career path continues on the trend it's on now, he will be a much better player yeah, than he is right hey, now. Shiny, and, fourteen points on thirty on forty three. Dude, I just said sixteen points, and you acted like I was crazy. Forty three. You're telling, shoot, you're telling me. You're telling shoot. me in the prime of his. Career, Career, he can't average two more points a game on than what? he does now. So who do you who do you shot, project yeah. him out to be? Who is he? With, with, don't don't with say Mono because he's lefty. Who do you project him out to be? With a, I mean, I'm not saying Jamal Crawford because I don't like Jamal Crawford. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Um, you're talking about like, what does Tyler project to be? That's a tough question for me. I just see him as a guy Worse, smaller, Courtney Lee. No, no, because no, Courtney Lee's defense first. What is Courtney Lee's like high, career best? Like his career best? Like what is it? What Tyler's doing now? No, yeah, I think he's had a it's like totally different sport. players in my mind. But I mean, like, maybe numerically they stack up. But like yeah, Lou I mean, Magruder is Courtney Lee. That's like Lou yes. Williams. That was Lou well, Williams. I like that one. That's a good one. Magruder is Courtney Lee. I like that one. What was Lou Williams' best year when he was what? It was in Atlanta. Like, um. Like a, no, a, I know that, but but this, I mean, a better Lou Williams. My comparison was bad, but Lou Williams isn't a defender, and him and Tyler are not the same. Like no, no, but let, let's like. wait. No, this actually works in our favor. Let's project him out to be Lou Williams. Lou Williams, better, max better deal. Lou Williams. Right. So Lou Williams, I think the most money he's made is seven or eight. Yeah, his, but that was his career high is eighteen points a game. Yeah, if so if, who Lou Williams? Yep. Yeah, and he's been a complete liability defensively and mostly and, in the playoffs because teams don't fall for his flopping. Well, not flopping. And, I don't want to say flopping, but and Tyler, do we factor in that he was once on an MTV Cribs with Bow Wow? Do we factor that in at all? <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> is Bow Wow? So that's that's kind of yeah. Look it up. He and Bow Wow grew up together in Atlanta. That explains well, a lot. Well, that 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 takes away about four or five million off the deal right there. <laughs> I can't. Shad Moss. Don't be knocking Shad Moss like that. I, I can't have my six man of the year hanging out with Bow Wow. Not my six man. <laughs> Maybe like Vigos <laughs> or somebody, but no. Hashtag not my six man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Avery, Avery Bradley, how do we feel about that for Tyler? That's probably a little closer to his skill set. No, because he's still defense first. And Tyler's not, not defense first? Tyler's kind of defense first. I, I was like, what, what? Tyler, to me, is defense first. Like, he's shooting 43% and... His shooting percentages aren't very good, and his passing is questionable. Even though he doesn't turn the ball over, he doesn't do anything ambitious. I mean, I don't think of him personally that way. Maybe I'm wrong. I just think that, like, to me, he's energy. Like, he's literally, like, get off the bench and just, like, like total energy guy. So I don't necessarily think of him as defense first, but maybe I'm wrong. I find him, like, if we're talking frankly, I find him a liability um, if he's not playing next to a real ball handler. Um, and I think that's where he gets exposed yeah, he, a little bit. The the problem with Tyler is when people started making him out to be the backup point guard. He's not a point guard. He's not a point guard, man. He's just not him and Josh Richardson. For people, people act like this. He's like every time Josh Richardson brings the ball up the court, the first pass doesn't happen until twelve seconds left in the <laughs> shot clock because the first time anybody challenges him, he backs up to the half court line and starts looking around. For for the for the quickest of pass, like he's not a point guard. Neither is Tyler Johnson. These guys. And that's why I wanted to keep Briante and Bano. Like 
pure point guards to back up uh, Goron. Dog, what, yeah, but dog, like, you, you can and, say that because we didn't. Yeah, but none of us knew to the extent of what James Johnson was going to be. Because James Johnson, to me, is the backup point guard. Well, James Johnson and Deion Waiters have been the backup point guards. Yeah. Um, yeah, those – That's and that's – and to your point earlier, when you said De- when Deion was hurt, like that that hurt us because when Goron left the court, there was nobody to handle the ball, nobody to create plays. Like it was – it things just became really stagnant. Deion's think- – most underrated part of Deion's game is that he's a playmaker. And that part of his game is not gonna is not gonna slump. Um, so that's where he's valuable. His defense and his playmaking. Except here's what I would argue that I agree in theory, but th- let's go back to Spo. Spo keeps him under control. You put him with a coach that understands he's a playmaker and puts the ball in his hands. He could take advantage of that. Yeah, I don't even. Win. I don't even think he's been that out of control this year. I mean, he's at times. No, no I'm saying he hasn't been. When I say take advantage, I'm. I'm sorry. I don't mean it in a good way. I mean take advantage like in a bad way of like you gave me the ball. I'm going to shoot every single time. Not you gave me the ball. I need to look for the cutter. Yeah, I mean, I think his instinct is to make plays. I really do, dude. We we haven't even talked about last night's game. <laughs> like the biggest win of the season. The biggest win of the season. Is that the biggest win of the season? To me, it is because, on the road against. Golden, no, but Golden State was healthy. Golden State was Golden at State home. They didn't though. play Clay. I don't think. Oh, they did not play Clay. You're absolutely right. I forgot. And Golden State was at home. It was at home, but that was like. I feel uh, like either Iguodala or Livingston didn't play in that game. Maybe I'm wrong. I uh, did. I don't remember. I think Iggy was out, if I'm not mistaken. On the road against a team that wanted revenge for a 30 point ass whooping. Um, oh, it's when, the, when LeBron played well. I would say regular season-wise, in the post-LeBron era, there have been two games to me that evoked insane emotion. That one on a positive end, and the first year post-LeBron at Milwaukee on the negative end, the Middleton shot. Oh, Those God. Two, Why would you bring that up? You because, flew my uh, entire night. I'm making your point. I'm saying that that's, <laughs> that's how good that game was last really, night. You, you felt that that, that, was, that that was a bigger win? Then the Christmas game here in Miami. Oh, the Danny Granger game? The only yeah, the with, part of his... Danny Granger a week and a half ago. I'm not kidding. I was in New York. I was filling in on a TV show on CBS Sports Network. And I was hosting this show. And Danny Granger was the guest. And I had never met Danny Granger. I walked into the green room. He was getting makeup. I literally said, I am Evan Cohen. Huge Heat fan. I'll never forget your shot against the Cavs. And then I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What IHOP is he working at now? 